0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to him and said to him, "Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you." And he said to them, "What is it that you want me to do for you?" And they said to him, "Grant us to sit." one at your right hand and one at your left, in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They replied, We are able. Then Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink, you will drink. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. When the ten heard this, they began to be angry with James and John. So Jesus called them and said to them, You know that among the Gentiles... Those whom they recognize as their rulers lord it over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. But it is not so among you. But whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you must be slave of all. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom. For many. The gospel of the Lord. Dear Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant. These words spoken by Jesus today are the core of the gospel. They are the key to the kingdom. Whoever wishes to become great among you must become your servant. These words lead us into the very heart of God and the life that Christ calls us to. James and John are at their narcissistic worst in today's gospel. They had seen Jesus' power. Jesus had healed people. He had this intense magnetism that drew people to him. People came from far and wide to hear him speak, to hear him preach. He spoke with authority. And it seemed as though he could see right into a person's soul because he could. James and John were fascinated by this, and they liked being part of Jesus' power circle. So they asked him to secure a position of privilege for them in eternity, one at his right hand and one at his left. This is quite an irony, of course, because just a few short chapters later in Mark, Jesus dies a horrible death just as he had predicted, and just as his disciples had been unable to understand as he told them over and over again. Jesus died the death of a criminal with bandits on his right hand and on his left. James and John know not what they ask. The kingdom that Jesus came to bring is not a kingdom of privilege and domination over others. No, Jesus came to bring a kingdom marked by service to others. Jesus had power, amazing God-given power, but he always, always used it for good. He used it for healing and preaching and teaching and speaking truth to worldly power. Speaking truth to power is what got him killed. Jesus was killed as a heretic and as an enemy of the state. He spoke against hate. He spoke against oppression. It's little wonder that the very first Christians were primarily the poor and the oppressed and the marginalized. Jesus invited them then, and he invites us now, today, to walk in his path of love. That costly path that calls us to die to self-interest so that we can claim his resurrected life of loving others as we love ourselves. Whoever wishes to become great among you must become your servant. For the past two and a half weeks in the aftermath of Jamal Kosogi's death, we have all witnessed the way of worldly power, the way that self-interest can become more important than speaking the truth and standing up for what is right. It brings to mind Jesus' trial in the Gospel of John, that passage that we read every Good Friday, the day when Jesus was condemned to a horrible death. Jesus stands before Pontius Pilate, and Pilate asks him, So you are a king? And Jesus says, For this I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. And Pilate asks, what is truth? These are haunting words and words of caution for us today. It is very important to be able to recognize the truth and to have the courage to stand up for the truth. Our souls and the souls of our nation and the souls of the world depend upon it. We are far more interconnected, you and I, than we would sometimes like to admit. I'm connected to you. You're connected to me. And we are all connected to the human family. We are all bound together in one humanity, the human family that Jesus came to redeem. Whoever wishes to become great among you must become Your servant. Jesus was reminding James and John that they were called to a life of servant leadership. He gave them a mission, and that's our mission too. Our mission statement here at St. George's is a distillation of the gospel. Jesus' words. We are called, we believe, to go into the world loving God, serving others, and changing the world. Loving God is first and foremost. Loving God by coming together for worship every Sunday. Loving God by praying very intentionally each and every day. And we do that. We worship together on Sundays, and we pray each day in order to be grounded in the truth We have to become grounded in God, to stay grounded in our faith, grounded in the love of Jesus Christ. Otherwise, we become untethered. We lose our moral compass, and we start navigating life based on what works for us in the moment rather than doing the right thing. So, first and foremost, We live a life of loving God. And secondly, we're called to serve others, and doing that with both attitude and action. The attitude, the posture that we take toward others is so important as we go about our daily lives, recognizing our shared humanity, respecting each person's dignity as a child of God whatever our race, or creed, or nationality, or social status. By respecting other people's ideas, even when they are different from our own. And by respecting ourselves, by speaking the truth as we understand the truth to other people. By looking for common ground and taking that attitude, that God-given outlook, and letting it flow into our actions, serving others by listening to them and serving others by caring for them, whether it's aging parents or young children or our friends on the streets. When we willingly sacrifice our self interest for the good of someone else, it's going to cost us something, whether it's time or energy, or money. When we are tired from serving others, and especially when we are inconvenienced by serving others, we know that we are living the way Jesus calls us to live. And when we do these two things, loving God and serving others, we are changing the world. We are being changed more and more into Christ's likeness as we work to change this confused and disordered world. And Lord knows, our world is confused and disordered. But we are not powerless. We are not powerless. That is the good news. We are not powerless against corrupt, disordered power. We are powerful, powerful, full of God's power to do the right thing, to speak the truth, to live the truth, and to let the truth of Jesus' love change the world and change us in the process, to stay humble just as Jesus was humble, to stay grounded just as Jesus was grounded, And to be courageous, just as Jesus was courageous. Everything we do here at St. George's, everything is about those three things. Loving God, serving others, and changing the world. And our mission has never been more urgent and compelling than it is right now, today. We need each other We need to be the light of Christ for each other in these dark times. We need this time gathered on Sunday. And our world needs us. Our world needs us to harness our God-given power for good to work to transform this world. That's what we are all called to remember as we begin our stewardship season today. In another few weeks, we'll be asked to make our yearly pledges. And when we do that, we'll be pledging to God. We'll be pledging to our mission statement so that it can continue to go forth. We'll be pledging for the life of this world. That's why we pledge in order to have funds to maintain our building and pay the staff and to fund all of our ministries. From the Community of Hope pastoral care team to fellowship to outreach. It's about becoming the body of Christ here. Becoming the body of Christ here within these walls to be the body of Christ outside these walls. To go forth today into the world to show forth Christ's love. This morning we worship And this afternoon, we go to the Voice Action with Governor Northam to advocate for affordable housing and criminal justice reform. Voice is Virginians Organized for Interfaith Community Engagement. So we gather together with the people of the three Abrahamic faiths, Jews, Muslims, and other Christians, because we all believe it's important. We all believe it's central to our faith. We all believe that God wants us to work together for the common good, to be the voice for people who might think they have no voice, and to work for things that give people respect and dignity. And we do that as Christians. We do that as Christians as St. Georgians, because it is the costly way of Jesus' love. We go to the voice action and into our various, our various interactions this week with the words of Jesus from today's gospel still ringing in our ears and in our hearts. Whoever wishes to be great among you must become your servant.